Well, good morning, church. It's good to be here with you. If you start seeing any one of these things move behind me, you just tell me, okay? I've had the privilege of running nine marathons. That's roughly 236 miles of blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> Some of you are asking why. 236 miles of blood, sweat, and tears is just the way it is. And really, the race day, the day of the marathon, is just the culmination of everything you've done in the past to try and make yourself ready for the day, for the present, for the time when uh, you have to get out and go. I know it's cliche, but life is like a marathon. In fact, a Christian life is like a marathon. Uh, sometimes uh, it's, it's the daily grind that begins to get to us. We want to pull up alongside of the curve and just say, I've had it. I don't want to do this anymore. I, 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 don't, I don't want to run any further. I don't want to go another mile. I've gone 236 miles and I don't want to get to 237. And it's the arduous kind of daily task that, uh, that sometimes may get to us and we begin to go, ugh. And it's enough for us just to say, I've had it. I'm not sure that this unquenchable hope is really with me today the way it needs to be, and I'm just going to stop. I'm going to stop believing. I'm going to stop participating. I'm going to stop serving. And we might find ourselves really in survival mode. Uh, maybe, maybe it is that we have a, a, a child, say, four years old or so. And as happened in my home this morning, he gets up and he goes downstairs. The dog has recently come in from the outside and he yells up the stairs to his mother, Mom, the dog puked on the carpet. And you're like, I'm, I'm really trying, Lord. I'm trying to get my family out the door. I'm trying to teach them about Jesus and the Bible. And, and the dog puked on the carpet. And for some of you, it might not be a dog or a cat. Maybe... Maybe it's a spouse. I'm not suggesting that your spouse puked on the carpet. I'm just saying perhaps there has been a, a time of, of tension in your marriage and it's been difficult to, to really grasp what we're talking about when we talk about unquenchable hope. Perhaps... Perhaps it's that pile of laundry that just continually seems to spew out of the, the hamper and it's just constantly a mountain. Maybe it's the lawnmower that just continues to need repair. Maybe it's the crops that just continue to need to be planted. Whatever it is, it seems like uh, sometimes there is this force of opposition in our day that uh, that, that acts against this unquenchable hope that we've been talking about. 
recently I, I uh, saw this testimony, this couple-minute testimony of this woman who, who maybe you can identify with when she talks about her survival mode. The things that constantly come into her life that, that act as an opposition to what we're talking about when we talk about unquenchable hope. T- take a look at this video. Hi, I'm 31 and I'm ready for life to begin. Not to say that my life hasn't already begun. My uh, three children and my husband would uh, totally disagree with that statement. That's not what I'm talking about. I guess what I'm trying to say is I really want to experience the type of living that causes me to run towards my family and towards my friends and towards my church rather than spending a lot of my time planning my escape. Now, don't get me wrong, I am madly in love with my very beautiful children and my husband, but um, sometimes I feel like I'm just surviving. Um, I feel like I'm treading water a lot of the time in the midst of cleaning and doing homework and cooking dinner every night. I I just want to see past today's problems. Um, I want to be able to climb up my humongous mountain of laundry and be able to see the bigger picture. Now, I know that God's plan for my life is good, and I want to live out my Christianity in a way that is so exciting and that is full of love and that is full of grace. Um, I want my kids to be able to see my life and want that same life for themselves. I want my life to produce good fruit. I want to be able to get to the end of my days and look back on my life and see that I made God proud. And I want to know that the people that came into contact with me were blessed because they knew me. So I guess for me, what life is all about, this church, is about me stopping the survival mode and really starting to live. So I'm ready for life to begin. Don't you want that? Don't you want the kind of unquenchable hope that every day you can kind of wake up and go, this is really worth it. My life has purpose. I want to do this. I want to go. I don't want this just to be another day full of tasks. Don't we want that? I know I want that. And and the greatest part about what we've been talking about is that the resurrection of Jesus points us in that direction. In fact, the, uh, the text that we're going to open today uh, begins to talk about today. Like, what do we do about today? That the resurrection of Jesus Christ can bring us to today and give us a tremendous meaning and purpose uh, so that every day when we wake up, we can say, I can actually begin to live with unquenchable hope. Now, we've heard a lot about the resurrection over the last several weeks, and and Paul has been clear to talk about yesterday in the resurrection. He said, hey, what you believe about the resurrection yesterday really does matter. That Jesus actually did 
resurrect from the grave. That whole first half of 1 Corinthians 15 is Paul saying over and over and over again, yeah, Jesus actually died. He was laid in a tomb. He resurrected on the third day. And then he made some house calls, right? He went to some disciples and he talked to them and they touched him. He is risen. That was the resurrection yesterday. And then he begins to talk about the resurrection tomorrow, doesn't he? He begins to say, hey, uh, there's impact because Jesus went up and he's coming back. Right? What goes up must come down. You remember? And Jesus, because he's resurrected, means uh, we have tremendous hope looking forward. That, that death is no longer the last thing. We don't have to fear death anymore because Jesus uh, defeated death. We get to defeat death. Because Jesus got a brand new body, we get a new body. And I know at least one guy in here that needs a new body. But I won't mention that his name is Dave Carlson. That was supposed to be way funnier. Dave's going to get me for that later. But, but the point is, that's the resurrection tomorrow. And, 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 and now Paul, at the very end of the chapter in 1 Corinthians 15, is going to go, hey, let me tell you how the resurrection of Christ impacts your today. Open up your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians 15. If you don't have a Bible... Uh, reach out and grab a Bible from the pews, uh, page 801. If you don't have a Bible at all, take that one home. Write your name in it. Start reading it. Uh, Let it just soak in to you, okay? Uh, I promise we will not accuse you of stealing. Just take it and uh, write your name in it. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. We are a people looking for unquenchable hope in the midst of the daily grind. Paul writes this, Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. You see, the resurrection of Jesus charges us to stick it out amidst the opposition. Now, the opposition for Paul might have been uh, philosophical in nature. It might have been people that were thinking about uh, the difference between the physical and the spiritual. But for us, it might very well be uh, that we have to stick it out amidst the daily grind. We have to stick it out amidst the pile of laundry. We have to stick it out amidst the mower that continues to break down. We have to stick it out uh, amidst the dog that continues to puke on the carpet. Are you with me? Okay, listen to what he says. He says, hey, brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. He's saying, Christians, uh, because of your belief in the resurrection of Jesus, uh, today, as you approach uh, today, don't, don't let anything move you. Be unmovable. And the resurrection does that for you. But today, you can be different uh, because of the resurrection. 
Let me give you an example of that. Very recently, my in-laws celebrated their 58th wedding anniversary. 58 years. That seems like a really long time to me. 58 years. Now, several years ago, when they had their 50th wedding anniversary, I had the opportunity uh, to do kind of like a vow renewal service for them. It was kind of a, a big pomp and circumstance, and they came down the aisle, and it was very exciting. And I got to perform that service to them. And we kind of went through their vows, and, and they did that again 50 years after the fact. And I thought, wow. And then I began to think about the vows that they had made, that something that they had done in the past for the future was affecting their today. Jesus resurrected in the past. It was an event. He, he went from the tomb and he resurrected. That, that was a past event. And he's told us all sorts of things that are going to happen in the future. Uh, but it impacts every single day. Every today that we're going to live from now on is going to be impacted because of the resurrection with Christ. Now, you may be facing all sorts of opposition because uh, you get up every morning and wonder if you can actually begin to live with unquenchable hope. And the answer with the resurrection is absolutely. You can be unmovable. Uh, you can be unmovable in, in your stance towards sexual purity. Uh, you can be unmovable in your, in your stance and saying, I know that there are people that need the good news of Jesus. I can be unmovable when it comes to my character and how I respond to people. I can be unmovable in my love for other people. And Paul is saying, hey, if you have uh, this enormous uh, belief in the resurrection of Jesus and the unquenchable hope that it brings, live it out right now. Uh, don't be movable in any of those kinds of things. Live today like it's resurrection day. Live today like it's resurrection day. Paul says, hey, stand firm. Be unmovable. Don't let anything move you away from the resurrection. Notice what else he says. Notice what else he says. He says, give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Now, now here's the deal. Your today is not necessarily going to change because of the resurrection. That's the, that's the downside. But the upside is this. You are going to change in your day. How you approach your day, how you see the things, how you see the work, how you see uh, those annoying things that happen in your life, they're going to change because of the resurrection. You're going to have a purpose uh, like never before because of the resurrection of Jesus. You get that. And Jesus is going to give it to you. Always, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Here's the thing. Uh, the dog is not going to stop. The mower is not going to stop. It's not going to stop breaking down. Uh, there's still going to be people in your life that get sick. Uh, there's, there's still going to be crops that need to be planted. There's still going to be work that has to be done. There's still going to be the daily grind. But how you approach the day is going to radically change 
because of the resurrection. In other words, this. Every job you do is the most important job at the time. You see, Paul is saying, hey, in between the past and the future is right now. So whatever it is that you're doing, give yourself fully over to it. It's not that the work is going to change. It's, it's that the person is going to change. You see, it's not about you uh, going out and trying to, to manipulate the work that's out there so you can try and put it in uh, some special category that's in the Lord category. It's about you going out and saying, I know that this is going to be happening I know that today these things are going to be there, but I'm going to change. I'm going to allow God to change me in how I approach those things. And so instead of just seeing obstacles, I'm going to see opportunities. Instead of just seeing painful circumstances, I'm going to see praiseworthy opportunities. Instead of just seeing things that are going to degrade my life, I might see an opportunity for discipleship. And so today doesn't have to be anything but unquenchable hope. We can allow today to be completely different when we give ourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Now, if we're willing, if we're willing to say, I will be unmovable, I will stand firm, I will make sure that the gospel uh, you know, goes out from me, I want to make sure uh, that I always give myself fully to the work of the Lord, no matter what's happening in my life. Then there is a tremendous promise that the resurrection gives. Notice what Paul says at the very end. The promise that he gives because of the resurrection. He says, give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. He's saying it's not empty. It's not a goner. It's not an empty bag. You keep going, Christians. You keep your commitment. You keep driving forward every single day. You get up and you live with purpose. Every day you live with unquenchable hope. Why? Because you know you stand in this deep conviction that God keeps his promises. And he is saying to you and he's saying to me, hey, when you do this, it's not empty. It's not void. And God's going to cash in on the resurrection. So you have a mower that's not acting well. You have a dog that's not well. You have a child that maybe has their moments. Maybe you have <laughs> maybe you have that spouse and there has been moments over the last months that it's been terribly tenacious. Paul is saying, you be unmovable. You continue to live 
with unquenchable hope with them, for them, around them. And that work, that work that you do, won't be in vain. Today and every day is Resurrection Day. Today and every day is Resurrection Day. So Christians, continue. Keep going. Don't stop. Keep doing good stuff. And when all the other stuff in life comes at you, continue to live with unquenchable hope. Because God said, it's not going to come back empty. Let me pray with you. Lord God, I thank you for your goodness to us. And I pray, Lord, for every single day that we can begin to live with unquenchable hope. Lord, I pray that the resurrection would would just leak into our life in such a way that no matter what we face, we would find that we would be unmovable in who we are in you. And we would live today like it's Resurrection Day. Lord, we love you. Thanks for your goodness to us. We pray all this in Jesus' holy and precious name.